Countdown City Fiesta Town River Walkers Loop to Loop. That's 410 to 1604. Spurs Nation, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, get your tail to San Antonio and visit that fine city. What is up, Spurs Nation? I'm Rob Trejo Jr. And this is the Spurs Film Room Podcast. If you like Spurs basketball breakdowns, head over to my YouTube channel. We break down some film. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure you check out all the content I got going on there. Like anything you see. Appreciate all the love, Spurs Nation. And if you, that's right, you listening right now. If you want to get your question answered on this show, you want me to talk about your question, your comment, your concern, all you got to do is go to the link in the description below. That's streamelements.com backslash a bucking spurs podcast backslash tip and drop your tip and attach your question or comment to it. And I'll put it on the show and make sure you drop your username as well so I can give you the shout out that you deserve Spurs Nation. If it's your Instagram handle, Twitter, whatever. Appreciate all your support for all my content across platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, you know, Anchor. If you're listening, listening to this on Apple or Spotify, please scroll down, rate the podcast, drop a comment. It can be as simple as go Spurs go. That helps us bust through the old algorithm to help Spurs fans like you find content from me on this episode. It's official. The Spurs are in the play-in tournament. Can we compete? The Grizzlies, Warriors, Lakers, it's going to be one of those guys that we face up first in this tournament. Really, the Grizzlies or the Warriors, they're still duking it out. They still got some games to play that can really change the seating. As of now, it's the Grizzlies, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But the last time we spoke, you know, we lost to Brooklyn. I'm going to touch on that a little bit. We just lost to the New York Knicks. Get blowing a you know 17 point lead is that is that too bad i don't know we'll, we'll talk about it um the grizzlies did us a solid tonight by beating sacramento kind of came down to the wire we'll talk about that again like we spoke about earlier we're going to talk about our team we're going to talk about how good i think we are you know what are our chances in this plane maybe some matchup preferences and uh what do these last two games against phoenix mean now that we have secured our spot Should we do anything else? Should we try some things out? We'll talk all about that. So let's go ahead and get into it. Go Spurs, go. Let's do it. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Hey, isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this. Spurs got a little bit of luck here from our former guy Kyle Anderson if you go back and look at the game if you want to go back and look at the game Memphis almost lost that thing man Memphis almost lost that first game to Sacramento now they play them twice right so they play them I think they have them on a back-to-back even um either way and we knew we knew that they were probably going to drop one of those games hopefully hopefully Memphis came out to play and it looked like Sacramento was about to sneak it out but our guy slow-mo Kyle Anderson went to work late down in the fourth. I mean, talking about like a minute, two minutes left. And he ended up stealing that game for us, which secured our spot. So shout out to actually, man, there's a lot of former Spur people over there that work for that work for Memphis. So shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies for getting us in, locking us into this plan. Now we have to go over there and kick their tail, (laughs) right? Because 
that's who I'm thinking we're probably going to play. Now, from my understanding, Memphis have to play the Warriors on Sunday, which I think is their last game of the season. And that game will actually be a tiebreaker for them, too. So let's say the Warriors lose a game and uh, Memphis catches up and ties them in the standings. They're at the seventh and eighth seed. No, I'm sorry, the eighth and ninth seed. Well, depending on what happens on Sunday, will determine on who gets the, the eighth seed, right? And so who has a chance to lock in seven, right? That's a big deal. Getting that eighth spot versus having the ninth spot is a world of difference it's a world of difference into what into this whole playing tournament deal right which is awesome man i don't know about you guys but usually if you want to look back at the end of the season teams don't care anymore like like seating is kind of locked in and and maybe the last few games don't mean anything for for the ones who are already solidifying their spots but every game matters now every game matters to a team like memphis a team like golden state even the Lakers, bro. Even the Lakers, they don't want to. They don't want to dip, right? They're still trying to win to, ch- to maybe catch Portland, but it doesn't look like it's gonna happen. Or is it Dallas? Someone. Those two guys. I mean, those three teams are are battling for positions too. But I mean, it's just making the end of this season even that more interesting. So either way, we're gonna be in the tenth spot, right? As far as Spurs Nation is concerned. Um. So I think what I think is gonna happen is we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and play Memphis in that first round. Now again, that can change on sunday so by sunday night we'll probably know who we're gonna play that'll should be locked in now from now until then there's a few games in between so maybe that kind of gets clarified a little bit earlier so kind of stay posted on that but this whole time we've been kind of seeing memphis right in our review mirror as the team that's going to be playing with us in that 9-10 game to get a chance to steal the eighth spot right so Memphis is is the team that we're looking at now. I've talked a little bit about them on this pod um, about how they are kind of where we're at right now. They've had a, kind of a a down slump as of recent, but they're they're trending upwards in a way. They're kind of like us, right? So let's kind of take a step back from the playing tournament and let's see where we're at as a team, right? So we just came off back to back losses against Brooklyn and against New York, two of the top teams in the East. I think you know. New York's hanging around five, uh, six, uh, Brooklyn's second or third in the, in the conference as well. Now two different games, but I mean, um, two equally tough challenges that game against Brooklyn, uh, man, James Harden. First off, let's talk about DeJounte Murray and James Harden. I know you guys saw that, that tweet by at Ty Yeager on Twitter, right? Shout out Ty Yeager for, for getting that clip out there. Um, there was a clip where James Harden tried to trip DeJounte Murray when he was like coming down off off a jump. Um, and dude, that pissed off everybody. I'm sure it pissed you off if you're listening to this and you've seen that. It was a little cheap shot from James Harden playing a little bit dirty, dude, on our guy, DeJounte Murray. It's like, dude, the last thing that we need as a, as a team is for some bull, sh- bull, excuse my French, bull crap. Um, trip or play like that from James Harden to cause DeJounte Murray to go down. We already don't have Derek White, right? We, we're already dealing with that. So you're telling me that because of James Harden's like um, decision to play dirty could have tripped up DeJounte? Oof, man, that sets, I'm sure, Spurs Nation on fire, especially because of after everything DeJounte has gone through already. Two seasons ago, we already missed the dude for a whole season. Don't make us miss him now for the playoffs. 
And I hope the NBA looks at that and, and, and uh, uh, at least finds him, bro, because that was that was dangerous. That was real dangerous. And then at the end of the game, James Harden's playing half-ass D, and he's swiping down at, at Luka and ends up fracturing Luka's hand. So, yeah, man, James Harden made the, like, is, is if he wasn't already there, he's already on our crap list, man. He's already on, on Spurs Nation's crap list, so... Um, I'm sure we'll let him hear it anytime he steps into the building there at AT&T Center from now on. And DeJounte actually clapped back on Twitter. I think the tweet got deleted later on in the day, but he ended up responding to Ty's tweet and said, man, like this dude's playing dirty. And then he complained to the ref, like if he didn't make a foul. And then DeJounte was saying that he's that James Harden is lucky that DeJounte didn't realize that happened during the game because DeJounte would have had something to say about it. And, you know, you got to believe DeJounte when he says that <laughs> DeJounte does not mess around. So, you know, uh, th- that was a real cheap shot, man. And and that got me going that night. So anyways, I'm just glad that DeJounte didn't get hurt. And, and I hope that James Harden gets at least reprimanded by the NBA because that's that's dirty. That's Bush League. There's no room in this game for crap like that. Right. So at least we came out of that game healthy we come out of this this new york game healthy for the most part losing luca i mean that that doesn't hurt us realistically because he wasn't going to play now does i i want to be clear about something if you guys follow my youtube channel you know how i feel about luca i think he should have been on the roster since day one right i know he wasn't ready but i think he should have been there i think he should have been there to learn in san antonio and i think for the same thing for keldon too right so I'm not a Luca hater at all. Go check out my film room. Half of the videos on that channel are about Luca and his development. So go ahead and I think there's a link down in the description to take you to my YouTube channel. Go ahead and hit that. Um, but he wasn't going to get real tick. Maybe spot minutes if the occasion called for it. You know, people foul out and or get hurt, things like that. You know, but other than that, Luca wasn't really going to play. So Luca kind of going out doesn't move the needle at all right so um you know i i want luca to be involved but he's just not there yet the team isn't there yet with him right it's just that's not something we're gonna ask now the new york game was interesting too now shout out to kelton johnson kelton johnson's had a rough few games right he had a good game against the bucks guarding Giannis and playing in that game but in the next two games i mean his effort was there but he had a tough task and it looked like it kind of took a toll on him uh, emotionally, when you don't when you don't see Keldon getting all amped up and you know um, hyping the team up and showing emotion, then then you know something's wrong, right? And he had a rough go at guarding Kevin Durant. Uh, he had a rough go at guarding uh, Julius Randle and some of these guys. Um, you know, so he's he's someone who we talked about already that we all know how important and what his value is to this team. Kel- Keldon Johnson's irreplaceable in my eyes, but at the same time, he needs to be able to come through. And that's it. We just need him to come through with his 8 to to 15 points, like I said before. If he does that, that means that he's being active, that he's controlling the game without the ball, right? Because KJ is the type of guy that gets his buckets by getting rebounds and putbacks and, and making things happen that aren't supposed to happen for us, right? Getting steals, causing turnovers, and all that type of stuff. So I kind of feel like maybe he's going through a little bit of a wall, hitting a wall right now, um, maybe over the past few weeks with a few games sprinkled in. But we're going to need KJ to, to turn that around. So if anything, these last two games, get him out of his mind. You know, if I was telling, you know, with him right now, I'd be like, yo, for, forget about 
what, you know, I know you want to win, but, you know, ultimately just learn, just learn from those two experiences. We're going to need you to use whatever you learned in those two games against whoever we're about to play in this play in tournament. Um, Patty Mills, again, had a had a had a weak um, shooting performance against New York. And look, man, we, I call it like it is. We need Patty, but when Patty, KJ, and and Jakob kind of don't come through collectively, we struggle. There's no chance. There's no chance for us to win. Those three guys need to bring it every single night. We do it. We do, we do this by committee, guys. It's not like one guy can control the whole game for us. And you know that's not even Demar. Demar can't really just dominate a game from end to end. We, he needs a lot of help, right? He needs a lot of help when he's kicking out to shooters. They need to knock him down, right? The re- the way he gets his six, seven assists a game, um, Demar is by having guys like Patty and Rudy, uh, Lonnie out there on the floor, spreading spreading the floor. So when he kicks out, they're knocking down shots. So um, our bench kind of didn't come through against against um, the New York Knicks tonight. We blew a 17-point lead. Let's talk about that for a second. I don't really care. I don't care. We we went they we 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 were down 15, I think. We were down like 15 or something like that. And then we ended up coming back and and then creating a lead of our own and then we blew that lead right so it was just that type of game man it was a game of runs it came down to to um it came down to the last shot right we didn't go to overtime no but we were in it there at the end trying to compete for that win we still had opportunities to win down the stretch we didn't execute on a couple plays um off the sideline um you know, just a couple things didn't go our way down the stretch. We ran out of timeouts, things like that. So we couldn't kind of come through and, and take a real shot at tying it up or going to overtime because of a couple of errors, right? Now, hey, let's get those errors off of us. Let's shake it off. Let's learn from them. We, we make the mistakes now, so we don't have to make them in the playing game. Everything we do from this point on is just a learning experience. That's kind of what I've been harping, harping, harping on this podcast for the past few episodes is just build positives. Build positives, learn from the negatives, learn from the errors. That's what we got to do every single game from here to the play-in because we're not just a team who's comfortable and killing people out of the gate and just blowing teams out and we don't have a top four seed secure. We're not that good. We are not that good of a team. So what do we have to do right now? Get better. Get better. And there there are areas that we can get better at from here until the play-in. In these last two games even, we can get better. You know, I want to talk a little bit about that in a second. But, you know, against the Brooklyn Nets, against the the Knicks, two tough teams, man, over there. I mean, the Knicks, I, I love the Knicks. I love the Knicks. I love what Tom, I love Tom Thibodeau. He's, he's my type of coach, a defensive first-minded coach. And that team is on a string. They play defense extremely well, better than us. They play better than us. And, like, that's just a tip to, to, to them because we're a defensive first-minded team. And you see all their guys rotating, 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 closing out, you know, to shooters. They're not lazy at all. And that's that's the way that they win games. Because, I mean, they talked about it on the broadcast, too. They're not a great offensive team. They really only have Julius Randle. Derrick Rose didn't even play. And then R.J. Barrett came up, clutch, is coming up clutch this season. And then in this game, it was Burks. I think that guy Burks, he's he's the one that kind of killed us there in the in the second half. So Or in the first half. So, you know, it's just... They're a tough team. We we kind of need to be a little bit like them. Just just buckle down on the defensive side and let's get stops. And then we'll have multiple chances on the offensive end to put the ball in the hole. But we got to get stops. We can't be giving up buckets, right? So, in that regard, um, a little side note. You know, there's been a lot of rumors about Demar wanting to go East Coast. 
this offseason if he doesn't return to San Antonio. Now, my preference is I want DeMar to stay on another contract, maybe three, four years, whatever. I love I love what DeMar and this team is doing. I love it. So I think DeMar is trending upward too, upwards too. We just need to get him some more help. We need another all-star level guy to put next to DeMar, and that's just kind of what it is. And then the Spurs are in really good shape, really good shape. So um, if he does leave, though, one of those teams that I can kind of see him going to is the Knicks. Um, and I would like to do a sign and trade with them, if it, you know, over anyone else because of what I just talked about. Tom Thibodeau makes his players play defense. So when we make a trade with them, we're going to acquire guys that are already used to that, already used to that demand of playing defense. It's not going to be something we have to pull out of them, right? They kind of already have drilled it into them um, with Coach Tibbs. So that's just a little side note there. But I, overall, though, I want option number one for me is getting DeMar DeRozan to stay. Um, so that's where we're at right now, you know, after those back-to-back losses. So we could have we could have secured our spot by winning any of those games. But now that the Grizzlies did what they did, they took care of the Sacramento Kings tonight, that opened up everything for us, right? And so now it really puts a question mark on these next two Phoenix games, which we play Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., I think is when it got announced. Excuse me, those those dates were not set in stone. So um, the NBA announced today that both of those games are going to be at 1 p.m. Eastern, I think it is. I'm not quite sure if it's Eastern or Central, but um, Spurs Nation, make sure on the weekends if you're having lunch somewhere and you're fully vaccinated at a bar or whatever, um, tell them to put the Spurs game on. Um, all right, so those Phoenix games... What can we do in these next two games? What what should the plan be? Well, one, we don't need to win these games. That's that's first off. So thank God we don't have to pull out a win against you know either on the second to last or last game of the season in order to get into this playing opportunity. So that's taken care of. Now, what I think we should do, just a little like if I was in that war room right now with the coaching staff and and the heads in there, you know, we I'm sure we talk about rest, right? Definitely talk about rest. Um, trying to get Demar, Patty, Rudy. Um, a lot of rest. Those three guys in particular. Maybe even Keldon one game, Dejounte one game, um, and and try to get that taken care of. But I don't want them just to sit out. I still think we need to play. I still think getting minutes in these next two games is important because, like I said, we're not just some team that's clicking on all cylinders where we can afford to rest our best players. We still need to kind of get better. So maybe we play them um, for a half. You know, our main guys are all of our dudes. We play them for a half and we focus in on certain things. If it's the defensive side, if it's executing on the offensive side, if it's um, messing with a little bit of a lineup tweak here and there, or, you know, just, you know, you experiment for a half in both of these games. And then you let the young guys play. And that kind of sucks because from what I understand, I asked my Google machine over here earlier, (laughs) how long does it take for um, a fractured metacarpal to heal? And I said at least three weeks. That's that's from Google, right? Not from the team. Um, so it looks like we might not get Luca back over the next few weeks, which which sucks, right? He would have got some run here in these next two games. Um, but if we're gonna try anything, let, let me just. This is what I would propose. If Pop's like, hey, everyone, write on the board something that you want to try in these next two games. What I would say is something that can really help us. You know, in the in the playing game, and I'm talking about the game against Memphis or. Golden State, 
something that I think that an idea that we should try to do is sprinkle in a little bit more of Bates Diop and a little bit more of Gorgie Jane. Now, I don't, I'm not talking about late. I, I'm talking about maybe giving them a couple minutes, like two, two to three minutes at the end of the first or two or three minutes just mixed in with the starting rotation. Not, not together. They can go in separate. But, I mean, Bates Diop has shown me a lot. I don't know about you guys, man, but I love it when this guy comes into the game. There are some times where he messes up on defense, but I'm not quite sure if that's his fault or just that, you know, he's out there with the whole bench. And so I'm I'm saying if you put Bates Diop out there with um with some of the starters, right? With most of the starters, um then I think you see a little bit better of a version from him. And Gorgie Jang is kind of the same thing. You know, I think he kind of plays a little bit below his level um because of the players he's playing with. He's playing with Trey Young, Luca, um, Devin, you know, he, he plays with the young guys. Now, both of those guys have something to add to add a, as have something of value that we can use in this play in because they both have size. They can both defend. They both pass the ball very well. And, um, Keita, I think it's not, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Bates Diop is proven to be a, a pretty aggressive finisher at the rim where Jang or Zhang um, has proven to be able to step out and knock it down. So, you know, in these next two games against Phoenix, that's maybe something that I experiment with, not something that we necessarily need. And we, you know, cause we don't want to throw off what we're doing, but maybe in the, in the second quarter in the first quarter, you kind of see a little bit more of those rotations. Um, also see if, you know, where we're better. I mean, something I want to ask you guys, Spurs Nation, um, is, do you think we're better with Lonnie in the starting unit right now or when Devin played a few games in the st- as a starter, right? So there's two different sample sizes. That's a real question um, that we can debate that might be played out against Memphis just depending on the matchup against Memphis because they're a good team. They're a deep team. You know, they have a lot of depth. So, you know, what what best way are we going to use ours in this case? Uh, Lonnie's been playing better as, as, a, as a starter. That's just kind of my my opinion on it um when he's coming off the bench he hasn't really proven to be that effective over the last few games so um you know that's kind of it right now Uh, that's that's all that's on my mind at the moment um I still need to kind of see how this ninth seed plays out if it's going to end up being Golden State or Memphis so stay tuned uh for that um whenever that announcement gets made uh that's going to be huge for us um, okay, so let's see what else we got to talk about. I'm going to keep this one kind of short. Um, we already kind of hit all the points that I want to talk about. Uh, you know, how good can we be? I guess that's kind of where I'm going to wrap this thing up. And that's that's just, you know, I think we're, we're good enough to to win this first game. I think a lot of people out there are underestimating actually how good we can be. And I'm not talking about Milwaukee. Like, forget Milwaukee. Think more Philadelphia. Think more about Boston. Um, there's games where we show flashes. Now, in both of those games, we f- we messed up, right? Like one, we blew a 30-point lead against Boston. And the next, in the Philly game, we lost at the buzzer off a box out from Rudy Gay, right? So it's just like, yeah, we've made mistakes, whatever. But in those two games, um, we've played at a certain level. We've shot the ball well. And and um, that's led us to be in the game, you know, at the end. So, you know... 
if we can play somewhere at that level, I think that's probably as good as Memphis is going to be or as good as Golden State is going to be. We don't have to be a championship level at, at our championship level, you know, clicking wise and all that stuff to win these next two games. We just got to be solid on the defensive end and we have to shoot the ball well. Those are the two main things, man. Uh, win the re- the rebounding battle and shoot the ball well. That's that's what we have to do. So, you know, against Memphis, I like my odds. Against Golden State, I like my odds. And wouldn't it be crazy if Golden State beats the Lakers and then the Lakers, you know, have to play either us or Memphis and we bounce the Lakers uh, even out of the playoffs? <laughs> Man, the, the league will be pissed if this play in tournament caused LeBron James to miss the playoffs. But you know what? That's, that's not on anyone else's fault, but the Lakers, right. And then, you know, they've had their own health issues and injury issues. So it is what it is. A lot of teams are going through that. You know, we can't be all crying for the Lakers. Oh, they didn't make the playoffs. Oh my God. The play in tournament shouldn't be. No, no, no. It's just the way the cookies crumbled. It's the way the dice fell on these, uh, this season. All right. So, you know, Great night for us Spurs Nation. We're locked in to the play-in. We're not done. That doesn't mean that means that like thank God we can forget about that. Like not making that. Now we gotta worry about making the playoffs because ultimately that's what we want. We don't want Golden State or Memphis to get this eighth seed. We want this eighth seed. Even if it's to go up against Utah, which I don't want. Um, let's do it. Let's rock and roll, man. Let's get this playoff. Um, this playoff berth, man. Let's have two more home games in the AT and T Center, right? Let's let's try to be that um Golden State versus Dallas te- series, right? Back, you know the the we believe team, right? Like it's not impossible. <laughs> it's not impossible for us to do something special, and we have a special player. We have a couple special guys on our team, but Demar Derozan's that guy. You know, I heard um yesterday on Grind City Media on on the Chris Vernon show. Chris Ver- Chris Vernon was talking to an NBA writer. I forget the name, but he was really high on on Utah. He's really high on Gobert, and Chris Vernon is not right. Rudy Gobert, and um, the one thing that the ESPN writer said that the only th- the only thing he sees kind of hurting the Utah Jazz is that they don't have that closing guy, that go to guy, right? Not even Donovan Mitchell is really that guy right now. They rely a lot on hitting threes. So we all know how that goes, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but Utah is the, is like doing like is making history right now with their efficiency and how many threes they're shooting and making per game. They're like even doing better than the Houston Rockets did back when James Harden and D'Antoni were there, right? So Utah is doing something extremely special in that regard. But what do we know? What do we know, Spurs Nation, that when you go into the playoffs, it doesn't matter, how many threes you made or attempted during the regular season does not matter. What matters is def- defense, bro. In in a seven game series, how many times did Houston beat us in a seven game series? How many times did Phoenix beat us in a seven game series? D'Antoni's, you know, run and gun and shoot a lot of threes and all that stuff. Why did it stop working in the playoffs? Because the game slows down. It becomes about strategic matchups, defensive um, strategy, and being able to take away your first or second best option. And, you know, in that sense, in this matchup with us in Utah, I mean, if we can take away their three ball, they're just as good as us. Like straight up, 
Jakob's just as good of a defender. I mean, a little bit below, you know, of course, Rudy, a couple, maybe a couple places, but Jakob would need to play big. DeMar DeRozan would just need to go to work. And everyone else has to step up. But what we have to do is take away the three ball. And we do do that. That's what I'm saying, guys. We kind of do. We, I mean, yes, we, we did the, all that, what I'm talking about before, um, during the big three era and during the Kawhi era and all that stuff. That's when we were beating the crap out of D'Antoni and that system particularly, right, um, in the playoffs, right? So I kind of like our chances going up against Utah. If the game can be um, slowed down, and we can take away some of their three balls um, and maybe us hit a few. And, dude, we have the best. We might have the best player in the series. Would you put DeMar DeRozan over Donovan Mitchell and over Rudy Gobert? I would. Bogdan Bogdanovich is probably the second best player in my eyes. And then maybe you put Donovan Mitchell. I don't know Donovan Mitchell. Was he an all-star? I don't know. He might have been an all-star. But I don't, I don't really think he's DeMar level. Dude, DeMar got snubbed right we all know DeMar got snubbed from from the all-star game Mike Conley ended up getting that spot Mike Conley bro we'll put the clamps on those dudes bro we'll put put KJ we'll put uh DeJounte on those guys if we can slow the game down which it does get slowed down in the playoffs we're not I don't think we should go into that series just thinking we're gonna get knocked out I think we might win a couple games now like I said if we have the remedy if we have the antidote to what Houston, what the Utah Jazz have been doing this season then we might be all right we might even get to the second round and see what's up and then maybe just maybe Derek White comes back in that time right Derek White hopefully maybe makes some type of late insurance if we can get to that point and then he kind of comes off the bench at that thing I don't think we change anything at that point but if we can then great if we can get Derek White back like in during the during the first round of the playoffs well then hey we might we might be lining up to do something special this year. We got to believe Spurs Nation now. All that, yeah, it's far-fetched and whatever, but it can happen. It can happen. Right? So, um first we got to take care of this playing game. And once we find out who we're going to play, we can start game planning for that either Memphis or or Golden State. I I really don't see the the Lakers losing that first game if LeBron plays. Now, if LeBron doesn't play in that playing game, that 7-8 game, and they have to play one more game, then maybe, maybe the Lakers um, are capable. We're, I don't know if we're, I honestly don't know if we're good enough to take on the Lakers. And those matchups kind of, they scare me a little bit, the the AD factor and, and all that stuff. But you never know. You never know. Just depends how good we're playing at the moment. That's really all that matters. You know, we can worry about everyone else when we're talking about game planning. But realistically, we got to look ourselves in the mirror and ask ourselves, how good are we? Are we good enough to you know, get past this, this play in and get to the eighth seed. Now, if you were to ask me on our, on our good nights, we are, but on our bad nights, if I'm being real, we're bad, right? We've proven to be bad. Like we can, we can be great, you know, on this end of the spectrum, but I think the norm is somewhere in the middle, us not being all that great. Cause what happens is that everyone has to be clicking, you know, everyone has to be clicking for us to be good. We're not good enough to have two or three guys not play well and us still be able to win games. We're just we're just not that good. So it's not impossible. The team's got to get together. They got to be able to believe. They got to be staying focused. The coaching staff needs to prepare the right way, and and it can be done, you know. But I ain't scared of no ghost. 
<laughs> I ain't scared of no Utah Jazz team or Phoenix team, whoever we have to go up against. But this play-in tournament is going to be very interesting. The I think every game is going to kind of matter, not for us going down to the at the end of the season, but for the Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies, these other teams that are in front of us. Every game still matters in terms of seeding, right? So um, we got to keep our eyes on that, and then that'll that'll play out next this weekend. All that will play up play out until Sunday, I believe, is the last day of the season, and then the play-in starts on Tuesday. If I don't believe, if I if I'm correct, right? So Spurs Nation, thank you for hanging out again. If you want to get your question, your opinion read on air, you shout out all that stuff. Go to the link in the description below. If you're listening right now on Spotify or Apple, please scroll scroll down. Hit that five-star mark. Type in Go Spurs Go. It really helps us. I really appreciate everything you're doing. Please like wherever you're, hitting, wherever you're watching or listening to this piece of content. Please hit that like button. Share it. Put a comment in there. Go Spurs Go. Do you agree? Do you disagree with my takes? You let me know. All right, so from now until then, we'll probably do another episode... Let me see. Let me see. Maybe we can do one this weekend. Maybe after the first Phoenix game. That way we can kind of regroup and see what the team is up to, right? We can see what the team's up to after the first Phoenix game. Uh, so Saturday night. So stay tuned. Be looking out for the next episode, or maybe Sunday morning, Sunday morning, or or Sunday night. All right. So until then, go Spurs, go. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Isn't we supposed to be having a fiesta? Watch this.